the group? No, I've set it to go live on the on the page. Okay, so it's live on the page now, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what I can do then is, if I want, if I if I want, I could probably upload it to the group. But let's, but you know, at least we're off and going. So yeah, um, to all of those who will be listening, uh, welcome to the hidden with me, Torren. And Aiden. Uh, welcome to episode number eleven. Um, it should have been a bit bigger number, but yeah. Um, I think we've both been a bit either tired, like you've been sleeping a lot, haven't you? Yeah. Um, is that due to mental exhaustion? Yeah. Yeah, um, it's one of the, one of those things where it's a where it's a fucking nightmare because you want to do things, you want to be productive, but yeah. then at the same time, if you're overly productive, it's going to do more harm. So it's 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 quite the predicament, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, you you tend to. Um, I mean, the way I see it, it's like, why is it, why is that gone off charge? <coughs> yeah. So, um, so. What was I saying? Um, you know, the, I mean, I, like you know, I mean, I, I enjoy writing, um, but the past few days, I've been just well, unwell in ways with with uh, what's going off in up here. Um, it's been quite the development uh, I've been up and down quite a lot um, uh, I've been you know it's, it's like exhaustion constant exhaustion um, and when you when you think about it Give me. I think I, I think I know a way to get better lighting. Yeah. Um. For those of us who may join us or may tune in later, um, we are recording episode eleven of the Hidden with myself and yeah, with myself and Aiden. So you know, but yeah, it's like yeah, that's, lot, that's, that's better. Yeah, it is. Um, so, as I was saying, I mean, it's like, it's like constant terror, you know, um, in your head. Uh, you, yeah, I'm too tired because today was just knackering for me. Um, especially being at work and you have, you have to fight these, 
the, the demons um, constantly in your head and you have to a lot of the times you have to act like things are okay like a lot of the times you have to act like you, you you're doing all right you know today felt a bit too much for me today felt a bit like mm, no everything's not okay uh, I thought about my dad a bit that sprung to mind um, and then I started to think about um, you know my mum and the terror of losing her because I lost my dad and one day I will lose her so it was just all of these anxieties in my head and then I started to think about myself um, how in five years time I'll be 40 years old that's very important in an antique place, obviously. And that was totally concerning for me. I have a big problem with age, as you know. Age is a phobia of mine. I have, I have a phobia of issue looking back ever since ever since I was a child. Um, I can remember when I was seventeen. And before going to Miyoko with my dad and my brother, my younger brother, um, my dad said that uh, sooner or later you'll be 18. And I just felt scared to death because all I could think about was the number 20. I was like, no, 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 I don't want to think about it, then we'll think about it, leave, leave it, leave it. And, um, that, looking back, obviously, you think, God, 20 years old, yeah, only 20, seriously, he's scared. That scared me to death. And then, the number 30 came up, when I hit 25. <coughs> And I was like, God, I'm 30, I'm 30 in six years. What the hell, time is going really quick. And now the same thing's happening with 40. With 40 and people were like, five years is a long time, what you're talking about, you're still young. But it's a phobia. <laughs> it's the mental and it's partnered with my depression and anxieties because it is an anxiety and it causes a depression. <laughs> to think back to my past a lot, my childhood, my teenage years, my twenties, and I'm like, God, all these moments, you know. <laughs> And then I think about the moment, the lack of 
you know, the lack of moments that I've got because of the lack of wasted time that I've had to think about a lot. Because I do think about it a lot. You know that because you've been so long. And I do tend to go on about it a lot. And I know that, you know, it's not a secret. Um, I know that I go on about, go on about age and everything like that. My family know that. They talk about it all the time and they get fed up about it. And I don't blame them because it will be annoying for anybody. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not afraid to admit it. You know, I can be quite irritating shit when you talk about me. Um, and I think if the shoe was on the other foot, I would, I would be like that too. Um, but again, you know, it, it's a phobia. Phobia is real. I mean, I've got the name for it. I forgot. I forgot the name now. But I'll have to look that. I'll have to look that up later. But there's a bit of a name for it. Psychologists have given it a name. And it's like, that's me. It's the same when I. When I was looking at autism and those, I was like, that's for um, everyone listening. The 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 age phobia is called Gerascophobia. Yeah, it's G E R A S C O P H O B I A. It's a fear of growing or aging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I've got. I've always had it. Ever since I was, um, well, ever since I was, ever since I can remember, I've always had it. Um, looking back now, I, it, things just spring to mind, you know, things just come up here and there, you know, and I'm just like, wow, I have actually always had this. Um, thinking back now, like I've just had, I'm just... Yeah, you, you, you're always going on about age and, oh, I'm this age soon. I don't like, I don't want to be that age. I never liked birthdays because I've never liked aging. I've never liked to go, oh, God, I'm 17 soon. Oh, God, I'm 18 <coughs> soon. Oh, I've got one more year until I'm 20. But, 25. yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, um, I think that's got something something to do with the culture as well, because I don't know if you you might not agree or or you might may agree, but I think as a society we always we we have always had something about you know age. Oh, every like every milestone has to be, you know celebrated or you know oh it's a milestone or it's going to celebrate it we always our culture is always focusing on age or oh, wait until we're 30 when i come on 25 oh no wait until you're 30 life is, life is going to be brilliant or oh, wait until you're 35 and it's a progressive you know and it's like, life, begins, life begins at forty. Life begins yeah. at this. Life begins at that. No, life begins when begins when you when you when you when you've been born. That's when life begins. It's just it. 
Right, it's just a, when we were a kid, we have no concept of age and time because we were a kid. Mm. But somewhere down the line, right, either you have one that family member or just someone say, oh, wait until you're, you know, wait until you're 20 or wait until you're 25, then it's downhill. No. And it's like, thanks, oh, geez, mate. Thanks for, thanks for yeah. that in my mind yeah thank you and for some of us like yourself you know it becomes a real phobia yeah massively yeah it's exhausting yeah yeah and you know yeah you could say well to some of the people that's like oh that's not all it's just age yeah it's just age to you but do you but do you read this about do you think about your age all the time? No? Does it bother you? No? Well you're lucky. But it's that thing. It's like, oh no, instead of fixating on age, which I think is terrible and terrible anyway. Yeah. You know, we should like we should enjoy the fact that we're alive, we're breathing. It's like they're not gonna like open up our they're not gonna so this means this is going to sound a bit morbid, but they're not going to like open up our ca- open our caskets and wonder. Like, I wonder how old he was when he died. It doesn't matter. We're going to be bone or dust. Like you know, at conception we're born. You know, we live, we explore, we enjoy life up until the dreaded teenage years until some sad fucker comes along said oh we're two thirty downhill yeah like, that's that's that says that and that and that puts the poison in your head yeah is that all i've got to look forward to now i was i was looking forward to exploring having an adventure and now this sad fucker's come along and oh we're two thirty how about they're fucked? Do you think when you're young before you get old, so then therefore you can't do the things when you're old because you're not young? That's that's the that's the feeling you get. That's yeah. that's the constant bullshit. I mean, me in my current state now, <coughs> right? What I'm currently feeling is exhaustion. I mean, I'm I'm exhausted mm. mentally. Right, mentally drained. Uh, but I've been up and down for a while now. I've been up and down, and um, you know, it, it gets to a point where you get it's constant thought thought process and images and terror, you know, and it's like, um, ooh. You know, time is ticking, and 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 you you miss, and then miss being a child, miss being you <coughs> a chance at youth, so you can fulfil that time, that youth, by going after, by supposedly going after, after that doing well to set you up for better times ahead. Um. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think about that a lot. 
and then that kick starts other things like um, anxiety and frustration and all of these my brain is sending these messages down to my body and I start to get overwhelmed and that quick and then that makes the heart um, stressed out that makes the you know the breathing heavier and everything else um, I, I just like I mean look at me now I'm now knackered you can probably tell and um it's just uh you know constant um repetitive worries um worry 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 it's always worrying and constantly feeling like failures you know that word failure again comes to mind with me i can think again that's another thing i've been thinking about um and this is all depression talking this is all depression um the voice in your head uh, you, you it makes you feel useless it makes you feel like hopelessness and everything else the word failure um, is branded about a lot because people are like oh you are a failure at life that gets imprinted in your head maybe not your head maybe not this person or this person but, you know I've always been mentally vulnerable um, and again, I'm not afraid to admit it. I was a young age. Um, and it didn't help that. A way where not physically abused, because that will be and I was too quick to say anything, and I was too quick to answer. And he just said, too, uh, too late, too slow. You're too slow. And he made fun of me, he took the money out of me. And that. That was a huge impact for me because to call a child slow and make fun of them. Um, when you're an adult and you say that to a child, the child will most probably Yeah? Yeah. Because children <coughs> tend to believe adults because they always think the adults right correct yeah so that was a, a nail of like poison 
Um, I was already a boy. I was already a small child anyway. I did. I really played with my cousins when they came round. When I did, it didn't feel like how how I. In my interaction levels, miles apart, and as you know, I've said it before, I had Asperger's syndrome, but it wasn't, I wasn't diagnosed until I was 25 years old. He says, Lewis, self-esteem has always been low with me, and it didn't help that teachers, this is all with depression, and this is all with depression, because this is where depression comes from, constant setbacks, constant verbal insults, right? So this is why you suffered because your childhood was um, from your, your father. He was supposed to have been your protector. He was supposed to have been the man that gave you the ability to grow so that's the whole point of a father like with a mom with a daughter the mom teaches the daughter how to stand on her own two feet and be a woman right yeah Oh, oh, 
it's really difficult to raise their children because of the fact that they have to work and they have to have time less time with their children which will have a detrimental effect on yeah. Depression has affected me due to the fact that one being with my dad, um, two being cold, uh, made fun of by not just, not just my great uncle, but by teachers as well. Because they just saw me as the short of the bad attitude. I was just a kid who had mental issues and mental disability. But obviously, you know, teachers weren't trained back then to see stuff as they are now. So, yeah, depression is debilitating. It's as you know, as you sleep on And am I right? Depression, you sleep a lot, then. PTSD. <laughs> yeah. I either I I either sleep less or sleep more. It's a fucking nightmare. Um but to tag along on to what you've said, um I don't suffer from that from the phobia that you do. No, um, you don't. Right. Um Mainly because I've got enough things on my on my mind, and I can't afford to utilize any any 
um, unused energy on stupid shit, my opinion. Um, but, you know, going back to, you know, how the, you know, the family dynamic, um, my family dynamic was shit, um, yeah. to put it bluntly. Um, <laughs> my it dad... That's very blunt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my dad was basically... The only thing he was good for was being a sperm donor. That's what he was good for. Um, aside from that, he was a useless dad. Um, well, he didn't teach. He didn't do much. He didn't, he didn't teach you anything. The only thing no. he did was a bloody... Well, um, yeah. he taught me how to fight, stand up yeah, for myself. Which you don't, which you don't teach kids. Why do you need to teach your kids to fight? What's violence going to do? That's. I think. Thing. I think. I think. Looking back, I think it was his way of. I don't know. It's just. I think he was. I think it was one of those things where you know your dad, where your dad wants you to, like, be able to stand up for yourself. So teaching the kid. There's only gonna. There's the only reason why you're gonna have to stand up for. This is what I don't understand. But even that's a contradiction. It's a massive contradiction because, I mean, I, I can see what I can see why, but. At the same time, fighting's wrong anyway. Yeah. And it just, it screws the kid's head up even more. That's another, that that's another to- topic of discussion in itself that we could probably yeah, get onto at some point. It's just, but, I, don't I don't know. You know, yeah, it's just, you see. I don't know. Yeah, it's like he did that, which was bad news for him. But you know, um, yeah, because you knocked him, you not you almost knocked him out. Uh, right, but you know, um, so there was that. Um, and this is this is affected. This is led up to your adulthood because of the fact that. All of these images in your head, right, are constantly, constantly on the go, and that, and that takes up space in your mind, right, in yeah. your head, because you tell me, you've told me many times that, um, you know, you get nightmares. <laughs> you you have you have nightmares. Yeah. And um, you get like flashes of, um, you know, flashes of uh, of your dad and what he was like. And that was, yeah. Yeah, that's why. That builds up to depression as well. Yeah, exactly. And it throws you. You know, if it wasn't for that, I mean, a lot of the times depression is from um, shoulda, woulda, could, coulda, 
ifs and buts and this and that, right? <coughs> yeah. Because you look at wasted, wasted moments. You look at wasted, and, and your wasted moments were due to your dad because of the fact that he made you, he molded you into somebody who's who's going to futuristically suffer from. Um, anxiety and depression because he put that in you he put that fear in you of being untrustworthy to people because of what he was like if you do that to any child right you're going to put fear into him and the moment you put fear into them you are going to well you're going to decapitate their social skills because why would you, if if you can't trust your parent, who else can you trust? No one. Exactly. So your your dad. Well, I mean, he, he he just fucked you up basically, and that's why you struggle with depression and anxiety. So <laughs> again, if you do that to a child, I mean my my again my situation's polar opposite to yours because none of that ha- none of that shit happened to me but it was the verbal mean you got verbal abuse from your dad's dad massively um but with me being autistic and me being already meant already mentally behind so all the time. And I get people saying like you are slow. You are you know <laughs> basically you're calling the child dumb. Right? Um Okay, thank you. Thanks for the thanks for the confidence boost. And um yeah, it's because that you know, if you remember, like we obviously will remember, remember when um, we were hanging around with former mates, and you know, remember when I used to like play drum, yeah, because like with you as a kid from, t- from teachers or some said, Oh, you're stupid, so. I, so I played dumb. And I played it to a point where, like, in one year, out of zero. And when a child gets to a point to where, it's not even, to where it's not even affecting them, that's a problem. That's a big red flag. It still doesn't bother me. You can say what you want about me. Like in one ear, I was like, no, I don't care. But but unconsciously, it, it affects. It's like a whirlwind. Unconsciously, yeah, it affects. Consciously, right? So you got the, so you got the subconscious, haven't you? You got conscious, subconscious, and then you got the other levels of consciousness, haven't you? Yeah. Um, unconsciously, when something gets said to you. The mind's a computer. The brain's a computer. It saves that 
it saves those words that have been said to you, right? Yeah. So when we were said that, I mean, children's brains are like sponges. Exactly. They hear, they, we hear everything. We may not be able to, we may not be able to un, understand, but we yeah. okay. But, but we can understand later on when we yeah. remember it. So, what happened to you with your dad and the shit that he said? He would have said some things that you don't understand. But looking back now you can understand everything that he said because you are an adult and that will cause you to be more anxious and depressed because of the fact that you know what he said now you can understand it and you're like okay that's what he meant at the end end of the day and this is what this is my take from my take um because believe me i've still got plenty of shit Right, to unpack and don't and believe believe me when I say this, you know, I'm not I'm no fucking I'm no saint myself. Right, I'm not gonna sit and say, Oh yeah, I'm good. I'm I've never done never done anything wrong. Bollocks. We all do something stupid. Uh, we all do some things that we may regret or say some things. I know I you know, say what I say. I don't give a fuck, but I can sometimes t- turn the line. Um, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> the reason why, but the reason why my dad was the way he was is because, right, and yet, right, he did what he did to me was right horrific, but it was more to do with him. Because it was, more, it was more of an anger that he had towards his dad that he project, projected onto me. Yeah, onto you, yeah. So it was more, so it was more of a battle with himself. Yeah. That's how I choose to see it. But for some unknown reason, he decided to, you know, you know what, let's skip, you know, my, my sister, right? Right, and obviously, you know, obviously, you know, she unfortunately lost her life, which is understandable, but it doesn't excuse. But then I was born, and then somewhere in that zeitgeist, it's like, oh, I know, like a, a wind, a doorbell went off, and said, right, I'm gonna. And it's like, you know, losing a kid for any parent is traumatic. Right, but that does not excuse. Yeah, everyone deals with it differently, but doesn't that doesn't excuse excuse that that he chose to deal with it in such a way that 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 you know affected him. He's an alcoholic, and it affected me. Like now, I can see it from that point of view. Not back then, I couldn't. You know, it's like, you know, he's signing a family a few years back, wanting me to go down and spend time with him. I don't know. 
They wanted me, they wanted me to come down for a gathering because they, because they wanted to meet me. My mum, my mum, my mum and my brother went down. And my mum asked me, I'm like, no. Well, that would have caused too much for you. Well, that would have made you. Well, that would have triggered something. Yeah, because. Yeah, because I. Yeah, because. Exactly, because still to this day, and let's say I watch, like, let's say I watch, like, a horror film or whatever. I have to be careful because, you know, there are triggers that can set me off. Yeah. Right, so I have to be careful. Right, and, you know, having that on top of you and, you know, yeah, I had a mum who, you know, did everything to bring me up, right, and, you know, we left that situation. But then you have this 14, 13, 14, 15 year old trying to adjust, trying to attend school. You know, like, oh, you know, let's go to school. You know, it will take your mind off things. Like, you do school work and that. Try and come to some sort of a normality. All the meanwhile, in your head, all that's going around is flashes of a highlight reel going, going round and round 24-7. Right, and you're so, and, you know, the triggers that you will eventually come up and negatively affect you start happening in the small little, you know, flutters. It's like, yeah. I, I remember thinking, I remember thinking when I used to go to school, I was like, it got to a point where, you know, I started, I started skipping school. Was a surprise. You know, going out at dinner time, but not going back in. Because I couldn't handle it. No? It's like, you know, you know, you could say, did that, did that harm your, your grades? I'm like, well... Yeah, of course it did. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. Well, I mean, well, yeah. I say yes, and I said no, but... Everything ruined your chances of bettering yourself in many ways and setting yourself for becoming an adult because of the setbacks you had in your childhood. That put a massive wall up for you to do anything else. I mean, a child needs encouragement. A child needs... um, boosting confidence boosting right and when yeah. you have a parent when when you have a parent that d- doesn't give you any of that like your dad did with you it was just well mental torture 
right? So that's not going to bow down, bang well for you in your school years because of the fact that you didn't trust anyone. Because why, how could you trust people when your dad wasn't trustworthy himself? Exactly. So I mean, I, I mean, you can't trust your peer. Who can you trust? And that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it's all these anxieties and thoughts and anger in your mind. How are you going to concentrate? You're only fourteen years old. How are you going to concentrate? You can't. You're already going through puberty, which is huge, because we're changing into an adult. And how we're going to develop mentally when we've got all that shit going off in our heads. You just, you can't, you can't. It's not, it is not possible at all. That's the setback. That's the, that's depression. Mental torture. Isn't it? That's what it is. You know? Yeah. And the t today's topic is about depression. If you haven't know, if you haven't found out yet, uh, but if, what leads up to it, um, and what causes it, <coughs> um, you know, I mean, he it was. <sighs> me, it was you know entirely differently. I never, I didn't get physic physical abuse. Um, you know, my mum did her absolute best, like your mum did, to to raise me. Um, my dad um, was really there, but he never really. But when he was there, he didn't lay hands on me like your dad did. But the issue was, he was really there. Um, in many ways where you should be there and because you should be there the child will will be able to develop more because you're there you know what I mean? does that make sense? yeah so and with me being autistic me having Asperger's syndrome and not having it picked up earlier, um, I think that also stopped, like slowed down my development because of that. Um, and then obviously you had the the verbal bullying um, by not just my great uncle but my um, you know, some of my teachers um, yeah I was already mentally vulnerable anyway so when you have you know, those verbal punches 
feeling constantly isolated because you never knew what was wrong with you. Yes. Only death. Why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? Why can't I do normal teenage spinners? Why can't I do it? Um, the reason why is because I'm autistic. But I didn't know that at the time. Because, again, you know, it wasn't spotted. Um, so there was a lot of setbacks. I mean, I had a lot of anxieties in school. A lot of anxieties. Um, a lot of depression, a lot of suicidal ideations. Ooh. My brother had to stop me once from from, a, from doing damage to myself. Um, occasions where I just wanted to do anything. Um, it's just constant dark thoughts in my mind, you know, and I would cry for <laughs> some boys, but I mean, had anxiety, depression, and not just that, but, well, I had autism, which is a huge, huge deal, especially for someone that doesn't know about it. Especially at that age. Um, so, for all these things happening, you've got the question of what, why can't I do normal teenage things? You've got the feeling of anxiety and depression. And you've got the constant terror of time, aging, like I talked about earlier. And these were constantly on my mind until all of a sudden I'm mid-twenties and thirties and everything. And I'm like, God, this has built up so much. And now it's gotten to the fact that it exhausts me to the point where I can't, I can't do anything else. I, can't. I have to spend time isolating on my own because my mental energy is empty. So, again, you know, I'm a, but there's a lot of parallels here. Yeah, yeah, setbacks. Have this lifestyle we have now. Yeah. 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 We're not saying you can't still have a life because you can. And you do have a life. 
it's just, it's just that our life, our way of living, isn't is not stereotypical. We have to. I don't want to say be organised, but we have to be efficient with our energy. So we need to set time to where to where we, we can. We have to be careful. Yeah. Because our mental, our mental energy is uh, well. <laughs> it's 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 not great. No, <laughs> it's not great. My my social my social bar uh, isn't great. My social my social bar. If I was to socialize, yeah. I only have, yeah. I only have a short amount. I have a very short bar. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I can remember when you went to Starbucks with me. And uh, you had to go home because <laughs> your your social, your anxiety was all, all, was <laughs> through the roof. <laughs> yeah, like, I've got to go. And you went. I stayed, but you was like, "I've got to go." And, you know, you could see how tired you was getting. Yeah, you was getting quite tired. Yeah, it's like in April twenty nineteen. On the twelfth, on CCM Health, researchers focus on the changes that take place in the brain as a result of abuse, as well. Sadly, adults who experienced severe abuse as children show critically impaired neural connections in the brain. Parts of the brain associated with regulation of attention, emotion, and other cognitive. Processes suffer. That's just a, um, a short paragraph, but it's, well, it's, it sums it up. Yeah. No. Um, the five effects of abuse victims may have emotional outbursts, changes in mood. Changes in behaviour, sadness, withdrawal, aggressiveness, violence, hyperactivity, bedwetting, low self-esteem, etc. Some of these behaviours can continue into adulthood. And some of them have continued for you. No self-esteem, anxiety, depression. Changes in mood. Changes in mood, yeah. That you you are self-suspected to be BPD. Yeah, but I I will at some point get back to my doctor. Not the doctor that I dealt with because he's crap. He's a fucking asshole. I'm going to ask for a new doctor. But yeah, but yeah, that will be in the future because at the moment I can't be asked. I'm just getting through, getting through the day. To be honest, but are you? Uh, so 
your so you really leave the house don't you I in short no but I do leave the house right when I have to when I need to make an appointment like I obviously have to leave the house you know and how do you feel leaving the house No, great. Um, is that when you're anxiety? My, my, my senses, my senses go off. That's exhausting. Um, you know, I just wanna like whenever I leave my house, if you, if I, if I'm heading into town, right? Really, you know, there's nothing. I'm like. I get where I need to go, I deal with that, then I'm just going on the bus straight back. Right? Um, because, and I remember hearing this um, thing that people who isolate, isolate alone tend to, tend to struggle having people around them, i.e. In, in a relationship because they like their peace and quiet. And it's got, and, you know, it's gotten to a point now where, you know, like everyone, you know, um, although, you know, I, I regret, I regret thinking of, thinking of it afterwards of like, oh, you know, when when relationship comes up, oh yeah, we'll see what happens. Never, like I say, never say never. But I'm just, I'm so used to the peace and peace and quiet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a fucking like muddy cow come in or whatever. <laughs> Or coming on pissed down on I I can't be asked. <laughs> I want people to be quiet. Yeah. I mean after my after my previous relationship, I, I don't know. Sorry. That was a headache enough. No. But yeah. I think I'm just too accustomed to peace. Yeah. That I'm better better off. Like living how I want to live, being able to do stuff without having someone nagging you. But listen, I'm sure for a lot of you that you know, not that I'm saying that your partners may nag you, but I'm sure for a lot of you, your partners are a very reliable support system. But I realise that for a lot of you, you need that support, right? And so your partner or wife, you know, is there for you no matter what, you know, gives you the time and space you need, right? But 
for someone like me, I think that will, I think that will be too constructive. It'll be like a bit like having a massive. It'll be a bit like having, having a anaconda wrapping its coils around you, like suffocating you. Like <laughs> that's okay. That's the yeah. like. That's like that's just it. just let me breathe, let me breathe. Like you know, you don't have to watch me. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a baby. Like I can look after myself. I just need you to, you know. If I need if I need help, I will ask for it. You don't need to watch me hover over me like a newborn baby. Yeah, that mothering, like I, I, I hate it. You know, you do realize I'm thirty-seven. Yeah, I know, but I'm just watching that. Well, well, fuck off. Well, you're, not, you're not 37. No, I'm just saying. I will be. Yeah, you will be. I'm just saying. Yeah. But I'm just saying, an example, like, you do realise I'm, like, I'm older than you. Yeah, I know, but I'm still watching you. I'm like, can you just fuck off? I remember, I remember my cousin, Nicole, looking after me. And, you know, it'll be, be like, it'll be, be it'll be, it will be like me saying to my cousin when let's say when I let's say if I'm like nine years old or something, I don't know. Well I tell my cousin to fuck off. First of all I'll get I'll probably, first of all I'll get a big clap. Yeah. And then I'll put and then i and then i I'd have my auntie, well she's not my auntie by but she's, like, she's been a friend in the family for 20 years, so in respect, call her auntie. And having my auntie flipping, you know, like, tell me, you know, grandpa's ear, grandpa's ear, coming, you little cunt. Like, like, you know, but it's like, you know, but it's like, no, I'm okay. I just need you to be on hand. That's fine. You know, and, you know, I know that <clears throat> you're similar as well, because, you know, I'm sure you're at a point now where you don't need that. I'm... Or maybe you are, I don't know. No, I mean, the issue with me is... Um... I'm intense. I'm very intense. Um, to the point where who will be able to cope with it? I mean, yeah, my 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 moods and my aura. It's like very negative sometimes. Um, because my, again, my anxiety and everything else and my depression and everything else and my phobia of aging, um, who could cope with that? I mean, you could cope with their partner who is you know, pulling them 
down with them. It will make a huge, huge, strong woman to be able to cope with that. But is it fair on them to, you know, have somebody like that? that they wish to spend a lot of their life with. Um, I don't think it would be fair to somebody to actually spend a lot of their time with somebody like that. It's just not, I wouldn't want to do that to somebody. I think, I think what I need to do now is think seriously about my options. Um, and I don't really want to do that to somebody to have, <coughs> um, to have that with somebody that them think, oh, is he all right? I better, better, because I've, I still have a lot of suicidal ideations. Uh, I've been thinking about that again recently, today even. Um, today was just manic. Um, I had a lot of uh, suicidal thoughts today. And these suicidal thoughts were constant uh, throughout the day, throughout my entire shift at work. And I was like, wow, okay. Um, now, thinking back to that, to would I want somebody and my past having to want, want somebody? Um, I'm not really past it. Um, I'm not past it in a way that I would never want it. But <coughs> I'm on alert where you go, uh, okay, uh, you would not want to be with somebody who would be constantly giving you anxiety and, you know, and everything else. It's just not really fair on the partners it's not and that's how i look at it i'm not past wanting a relationship but like i said i don't i don't think it's it would be fair to give somebody uh, a responsibility because they will think that i'm their responsibility because they'll be always worrying about me because with my suicidal thoughts they will be like oh i hope he's all right yeah i better ring him not fair it's not no yeah so i have to say um i will be past it soon because i'll give up in a way where you're like uh, yeah okay time a lot of time's gone now and my needs are very 
Okay. Um. Okay. What the hell happened there? I don't know. Can you hear me? Exactly, yeah. I don't understand that. I don't get what happened. Oh, well. Um, anyway, as I was saying before that happened, that was very weird. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to leave this in about 10 minutes because I'm getting tired and I've got to be up early. Um, it's been a good discussion, though, hasn't it? Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, would anyone want to be with somebody like that? And the answer is no. Um, it's my mood to do switch a lot. They, they switch a hell of a lot. I could be happy all week and then all of a sudden boom back down again and then week later or week and a half back up again and then boom down again five days up five seven days down four days up six days down up and down up and down um and yeah constant constant whirlwind uh, constant heart thermometer of emotions um this past week's were a big example of that um i had a really good week and then this week's been debilitating well past three days have so yeah it's just that it's just how it is so again as i was saying you know if you would you want to be with somebody who one day the final four days the final five six days after this keeps happening Um, yeah but it's also and i'm sure that you know this yourself but it's also like you know it's a, a two-way street because because you know let's say because let's say you know let's say you met let's say you met someone who you know didn't know about your mental health issues or your asperger's right and right and they you don't get to know each other and it became more and more to a point where you were starting to become on the verge of a relationship and <clears throat> and they saw you on the verge of one of the like you know like fucking mania 
do we go through? Right? And they're like, what the fuck is... And they're like, um... Are you alright? Yeah. Versus, let's say you were, let's say you went out on a date with this lady who you've who you have known for, let's say, who you've known personally for, let's say, ten years as a friend, right? And she's well aware of your mental health and Asperger's, and she's well aware of your ups and downs. But, and that turned into some turned into something more. Well, yeah, that that then that obviously obviously you still have to obviously obviously you know it's still going to be a tough decision. Yeah, but it's, a but, diff, but it's a different scenario. Yeah, it is. It's a massive scenario because she knows me. Yeah, but what I mean is that. But what I mean by that is it's different because it'll be different because. Once is once is obviously you know she knows, but obviously she's not gonna be there to babysit you because there's gonna be boundaries because you will set boundaries. Like let's say like you know like I'll use myself as an example, right? If I go into a relationship, but right, I'm gonna put boundaries up, I'm right. Obviously, not straight away. We'll, right, we'll get to know each other, and then if it gets to that point where we are wanting to make a go of things, right? To protect myself and to to respect myself and to also respect her, I'll put boundaries up, right? And I'll be honest, right? I have, you know, I have, you know, my set routine. Where yeah, where I have my set routine because of my because of my mental health and so on. I have a set routine where I needed to work on myself. Yeah, I like my own space. So such and such. Right, because then, because otherwise, it become it'll become unhealthy. And I and you know I understand you know your reasoning, and it's going to be it's going to be difficult either way anyway. You know, it's going kind of, well, <laughs> it's the thing, right? It's going to be a headache either way. So, yeah. uh, the way I see it, it's just. You know, I can be quite diff. I'm, I'm quite a difficult person. I know I am. Um, I'm, you know, in a way where you go, what's wrong with you now? You know, really? <coughs> you was all right a few days ago. Yeah, that was then. And I'm like, well, I know, but this is, unfortunately, you've wanted to get to know me, and this is me. 
icons. <laughs> Look, this new man, this new cure. Oh. This stuff. Um, I mean, I can take fifty milligram of searching it. I can take hundred milligram of searching it. I can go on something more extreme. But that doesn't mean it will help. It will just pause or numb things, which is what drugs do. They numb them. It's not yeah. physical. This it's not a physical um it, it's not a physical issue. It's a mental issue. It's within the brain. And that is huge. I mean, you, you can't change that. If I broke my leg, it can heal. Or it, they, can sur- they can, you know, do surgery and help it heal, right? But when it's in the brain, you can't touch it. You can't do anything with it. Because they will damage it. <coughs> they damage the brain. They damage the person. You can't do anything to it. You can take all the medication that you want. Is it gonna, it's not going to do much. It's going to still be there. Every day. And that's what I'll say to them. I'll get, look, you know. I will be, I'm fine today. Right, so listen, and listen good. This is what you sadly signed up for. You wanted to be in a relationship with me, so here's the deal. Today, I'm fine. And they're like, yeah, no, I can see that, yeah. But here's the warning. Hmm? Listen, God. Give it four or five days. No. I won't be fine. But you don't know that. Oh, trust me. I do. Today I'm okay. But five, six days. Two weeks of pure and utter darkness. Like walking in a like this cave like swimming in the coldest of arctic seas that's me when i'm dark when i'm really in the darkness and i like, oh, this is just how this is how i am i've always been like this and I would say sorry, but sorry means you won't do it again. Now I can't promise that because of the fact that it will happen again. That's the issue. But hypothetically, right? Let's say that that situation did arise. Mm. Yeah. I know where I'll, I know where I would be. Where's that? Out of that out of that relationship. Exactly. Because because the question I would ask is 
first of all, what made what made you think that you know? First of all, I would be asking, right? Did you know that I suffered from mental health? And if the answer is yes, I'm like, right? Did you not? you know, understand that, you know, I'm like this 24-7. Yeah. It's like, like, I said, like I said to you before, like, you know, if you knew what I struggled with, but and you were fine with that, right, and you say you can handle that and we go into a relationship and then like say like, two months down the line, you'll I I mean what my like four hundredth fucking episode or whatever. Right? And like oh, I can't have I can't have this. I need to go out I'm like, well I did ask, I did ask. When you got with me, I did say to you, This is how I'm gonna be. I can't help it, like I can't but it's not like a switch. You signed up to this. Yeah, I know, but got, well, you can't. So I've waited. So I've waited two months. Two months. Effectively, allowing someone in to prepare to leave. So yeah. So yeah, it's a mind fuck. It's like you know. That's why I say, that's why I say, never say never, but I'm also at the same time, I'm okay, if, you know, I'm that um, madman, with like two dogs or whatever, or dog. I don't fucking know, but I think we're going to leave it there, because, like, you've got to be up here early in the morning. Um, so yeah, thank you it's for listening. It's been a good conversation, anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. this we've been doing this on the Melon app, which I don't think we'll be using again because it worked on my tablet, so it, I will do yeah. it again. Yeah, um, yeah, um, but yeah, I. And before I forget, um, happy lunar you oh fuck's sake, here we go. Happy lunar new year. Um, whatever that may mean to you. To me I can't Chinese it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Chinese, yeah. Um I'm not on X. Yeah, not. Um but yeah, follow us on Twitter at the hidden. That's T H E H-D-D-E-N. Um, you can also find us on Spotify, Anchor. That's about it in a minute. Um, yeah. Also, <coughs> um, you can follow us on Twitter as well. Um, for Aiden, it is A Riley T1 or TI. Um, I don't material on there. Yep. Um, me is Torren underscore Yelfa. Um, I'm almost uh, a thousand followers on Twitter, so um, yeah, good times. Um, Don't hear my, 
also, yeah. Exactly. Also, before we quickly end this, um, I just want to say that the Bradford Council has been um, scrapped. Bradford Council. Yeah, the people who, um, remember that, um, remember Star Hobson, the 18 month old girl? No. Abuse? Oh. Um, the Bradford Council has been, has, um, been shut down because of due to negligence. Um, if you don't know what I'm, I'm talking about, um, Arthur Lubinjo Arthur Hughes and start a six-year-old lost his life due to his sick parents. Yeah. And Star Hobson, um, 18-month-old baby girl, was um, she had um, a broken leg, a fractured skull. Um, you can check out for yourself. I'm not gonna go into it here because we've just had like a, a chat about depression. I don't want to like make make up make either me or Aiden even worse. So we've got to leave it like that. Well, 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 well you you've just said it. But, yeah, but. um, but at least at least there's some some justice in that. But I'm gonna leave it there. Well, not um, really. Well, no, but Still no. Bucks. It still lost its life. Yeah. Um, yeah. One man was the Bradford Council getting the money list. Hey. Yeah, happy days. Hey. I remember that, the funds. Hey. At least I haven't downloaded that meme. Monday, Tuesday, happy days. <laughs> yeah. Happy days. Did you know that Henry... Is it Henry Winkler? I don't fucking know that. Like, the guy who played Fonz, he's, he's, he's dyslexic. Dyslexic? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a bit of useless information. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, um, but we're going to go, so until next time, stay safe, look after your mental health. If you ever need to reach out to anyone, there are Samaritans on 106123. So, yeah, there's also calms as well, don't forget about calms. Yes, exactly. And their mind. Yeah. So uh, look them up on Google, calms, and um, the other one is minds. You'll find their website and then you'll find their number. Yeah. Give them a call. I've spoke to Calms. They are really good at what they do. I've also spoken to Samaritans. They're really good at what they do. Um, they're good at communicating and they are with you. They're just with you. And they, you know, they will talk to you for a long time. Hell of a long time. So, yeah. We're lucky to have them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, get in contact with Samaritans, Calms, or Mind, and they'll do what they can to get you in the right frame of mind again. So, 
make sure you do that. Look after yourself, guys. And we'll see you in the next session. And stream.